Advocacy for Inclusion's Staying Connected podcast series. Last year, we presented a podcast series on supported decision-making. That was about building the important skills we need to support other people when they're making decisions. 2019 feels like a million years ago now. Since then, we've had bushfires everywhere, and then the relief of rain. Now, we together face the challenge of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. In our Staying Connected podcast, we will find our way through these challenging times together. The Disability Royal Commission has published a range of issues papers. In these papers, they focused on areas of concern, problems that people with disability experience with the health system, problems that are experienced with the justice and education systems, and the particular problems and barriers that First Nations people with disability experience. One of the current issues papers has the title Rights and Attitudes, and yet again the Royal Commission has put on the table a very timely document. We are living in a time when decisions are being made that we would not have imagined possible 12 months ago. Just imagine how you would have reacted back in the middle of 2019 if someone had come up to you and told you that in a year's time you will have spent most of 2020 at home because of health safety concerns, that a pandemic will have taken grip of the entire world, that overseas travel will be largely out of the question for the foreseeable future, that mass events like concerts will be off the calendar until further notice, and that travel between states will involve being stopped at checkpoints. If someone had presented that picture to me a year ago, I would have thought they'd watched one too many dystopian TV shows, a little bit too much Handmaid's Tale. But this is the world we live in, and it's a world we're given very strong health and safety messages about what we should and should not do. And in some cases, carrying out some activities that were part of normal life in the middle of 2019 are now offences that carry a hefty fine. This is a time when human rights is quite appropriately on many people's radar. We look at what's going on and we naturally ask, are our human rights being respected or are they being repressed? Is the world we are now living in still a basically free place or are we sliding into a world where we are under an increasing amount of control? What can we say about human rights when it comes to the world we are living in right now? In this podcast, I thought we might just have a simple refresher on what we're talking about when we're talking about human rights. I might also let you know the first 10 episodes of Advocacy for Inclusion's podcast, episodes produced in 2019, were focused on supported decision-making, and there was quite a bit in there about human rights. So check out episodes 1 to 10. So where do we begin I'm tempted to start with some history, because our modern conversations about human rights go all the way back to the Second World War. When soldiers liberated the concentration camps in Nazi Germany, they saw a shocking world 
created from the position of inhumanity. The concentration camps were the dark endpoint of discriminatory attitudes and behaviours. Discrimination turned into a system that marked out individuals, that isolated them, that forced them out of work, destroyed their businesses, enslaved and murdered them. And all of that was fueled by political talk that was all about dividing people, saying that some people were superior to others, saying that certain people could not be trusted and were less than human because of their religion, their sexual orientation, their gender identity, and their having disabilities. We need to keep on talking about human rights in order to emphasise and encourage a world where all people are respected and treated as equals, where everyone is given the chance to be heard, to be taken seriously, to make their contribution and find their place in the community. We also need to talk about human rights in order to shine a spotlight clearly and directly on those attitudes, policies and behaviours that lead towards that dark end point that was seen most starkly in the concentration camps. When we talk about human rights, it's helpful to connect with the internationally agreed place where human rights are spelled out most clearly. And when we talk about that, we're talking about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And when it comes to the particular experiences and concerns of people with disability, then the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disability is the place to go. So when an issue is raised as being about human rights, it's helpful to have a look and see if and how that particular issue connects with the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. All right. So for this podcast, let's pick a current policy that some people might find questionable in terms of human rights. So we have very topically Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews' mandatory face mask order. So this is an order that's in place for people living in Melbourne. The order says that if you're out in public spaces in Melbourne from midnight on Wednesday, that's tomorrow night, then you have to wear a face mask apart from a couple of circumstances. So, for example, if you're out running, then you don't have to wear a face mask, but you should have one with you for when you stop running. And if you have a medical reason for not being able to wear a mask, then that's okay too. So the reason this order, that mandatory wearing of face masks in public places, is in place is that if everyone uses masks when they're out in public, then it will keep each person and the community safe during a time when Victoria is going through a pretty rapid uh, COVID-19 spread. A lot of rights-related issues are coming up in these present times, and they touch on some key ideas in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Obviously, freedom, personal freedom, is a significant idea, And it's one that tends to get the most attention when it comes to community conversations. A lot of people hone in on on freedom when it comes to talking about human rights. And it's no wonder because when we look at the Universal Declaration, Article 1, the very starting point, starts the ball rolling with the statement, All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. And freedom is emphasised right through a number of articles. Freedom is very important. 
So Article 3, we have the statement, We all have the right to life, liberty and security of person. So some people might look at these statements in the articles of the Universal Declaration and they might argue, well, surely if a government tells me I have to wear a face mask, then it's an infringement on my right to freely choose whether or not I want to wear a mask. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. One of the challenges in talking about human rights is keeping in mind the big picture that's laid out in the Universal Declaration. And the big picture isn't just about one individual, it's about the whole community, the whole community having human rights. So when we say we all have the right to life, liberty and security of person, then it means the person next door to you who's elderly or the person who's immune compromised who you cross paths with in the supermarket has the same right to life liberty and security of person as you. So when we talk about rights, we need to take each individual's rights seriously and the rights of the whole community of people seriously. And we're all connected together because that's what community is. So the question we need to always ask when we begin to wonder about human rights is, if I make this particular choice, then is it going to negatively impact on the rights of my neighbour or somebody in my community? And another question that's really worth considering at this time. What is the real cost to me of taking this COVID-19 preventative action in comparison to the cost of the disease spreading more rapidly and threatening the lives of the most vulnerable people in the community? So it's a matter of weighing it up looking at the individual and individual rights, your own rights, but also the rights of your neighbour, the rights of all these people in your community, and really thinking about that. Now, there's an important article in the Universal Declaration that comes towards the tail end of the Declaration, and it's Article 29. And I think Article 29 tends to fall off people's radar and this is probably a time when we need to give a bit of attention to Article 29 because it really does speak to the times that we're living in right now. So what does this Article 29 say? So it's got three points. Number one, everyone has duties to the community in which alone the free and full development of his personality is possible. Number two, in the exercise of his rights and freedoms, everyone shall be subject only to such limitations as are determined by law solely for the purpose of securing due recognition and respect for the rights and freedoms of others and of meeting the just requirements of morality, public order and the general welfare in a democratic society. And number three, these rights and freedoms may in no case be exercised contrary to the purposes and principles of the United Nations. So this Article 29 actually presents um, a bunch of really important key points um, when it comes to thinking about the times we're living in right now and our human rights in these times and in relation to the policies that are being put in place right now. So Article 29 of the Universal Declaration signals that there are times when it's legitimate 
through the law for limitations to be imposed on exercising our rights and freedoms. And those limitations are legitimately imposed in order to safeguard the rights and freedoms of the whole community, in order to safeguard morality, public order, or general welfare. When we talk about general welfare, we're certainly talking about health and safety. So a lot that's been happening in the past six months really does directly connect to this article. Yes, our lives have been limited. We don't have that full sense of freedom of movement and doing what we want to do that we experience in normal life. Businesses have closed. People have lost jobs. Our normal right to assemble in as big a group of people as we might wish has certainly been limited. And there have been times when the reasons for our being able to leave our homes have even been limited. Those times when we were only able to leave our homes in order to do the shopping or to exercise or to go to doctor's appointments. So there's, there's that limitation, but there's a reason for the limitation. And the Universal Declaration of Human Rights says... If it's done through the law and if it's done in a democratic society, then it's actually legitimate. It sits there within the Universal Declaration. So this is not destroying human rights. There is a place for this sort of action to happen. I do think those words at the end, in democratic societies, is really important when it comes to thinking about these limitations and their legitimacy. So our democracy... Our democratic processes for examining, testing and questioning policies. So actually scrutinising what's being put in place, having legitimate um, debate about that in the political arena with our elected representatives. It's important, it's really important, quite crucial that that continues to happen. So when these policies, when these orders are rolled out, there should be that whole dynamic of debating and scrutinising and checking that this is right and appropriate. So we should have that in place. The reasoning behind the imposition of orders and policies needs to be spelled out and it needs to be communicated to people clearly and effectively so that everybody knows why things are happening the way they are and so that people can ask the questions that they need to ask and get the answers that they need to hear. And when these extraordinary policies come into place, the ones particularly that impose limitations on our usual freedoms, then there should be a very clear sense of when those policies are going to stop. So there needs to be an end point and we need to know that there is an end point to those things. All right, so that's a bit of a run through, a little bit of a touch on some points from the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Hopefully it's helpful to some people. I'm hoping that very um, soon we will have some uh, further conversations with people um, on this podcast. I'm waiting to hear back from some people. Um, But in the meantime, take care. And if you're listening from Melbourne, an extra good wish to you um, because I know it's a very difficult time in Victoria. So all the best to you. Stay safe and healthy. And we hope to have you back listening to this podcast next time. All right. Bye.